Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. What is going on everybody? My name is Cutter Lawler. Welcome back to another week of Movie Mondays. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the week's movie news, entertainment news, and just generally having a bit of a chit-chat about everything to do with film. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Mean. Sean, how's it going? I'm doing good, Connor. You were halfway through that intro when I realised, oh, okay, the show is starting. Okay, time to pay attention. <laughs> there was a moment in your eyes where it was just pure fear. It just, yeah, suddenly it, it hit me. I was like, oh, no, I have to perform now. After 199 episodes, I'm surprised. Well, <laughs> Not <look> again. <laughs> I'm hitting my dip right about episode 200. <laughs> And then I'll have a redemption arc going up to episode 300. I think 200 to 250 is going to be the weakest. I just oh, think we take it easy. Just get ready for that now, listeners. Just get ready for a whole basic year of mediocrity. Just constant. People think they've got nothing left. 50 to 300, I'm thinking we knock it out of the ballpark. Oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be like uh, <laughs> like if DC made a good movie. Yeah, that's what oh, it's going to be like. very on topic, Sean, because, look, I want to pre-warn everyone, once again this week, we do have more DC news. It's mostly a follow-on of, like, fallout from oh. last week's news. They are the company that keeps on giving, though, in terms of headlines. <laughs> and I feel like if we don't talk about it, like, it's the big news story, and people are going to be like, they're just avoiding it because they don't want to say the same line of, James, DC... What, what what what's going on there? What, <laughs> could you not do better, lads? Would that not be on the cards? <laughs> maybe I'm just built different, but I'd do something different. <laughs> just, yeah, maybe I'm an outside thinker here, but what if <laughs> we did our best? <laughs> what if we did something else? Um, so, so this is if, if this is your first episode of Movie Mondays, or maybe your 299th or 199th or whatever it is, um, if you could give us a like and review, whatever podcast platform that you're listening to this on, it would really help us out. But Sean, we got to start off this week with Ezra Miller, who okay. just will not go away. And Warner Brothers have now come out strong, because for the last few weeks, we're taking right, Batgirl gets cancelled. So. Yeah. Ezra's still there. I uh, want to give a shout out to Danny McLaughlin, one of our patrons, who oh, yes, very yeah. kindly informed us that we were actually using the wrong pronouns for Ezra Miller. So we do apologise for for that. Um, if we fuck up again, I do apologise, but we're going to be trying. To That's it, no, we're going to do our very best. Like It's it's something we should have known going into those yeah. stories. Um, so apologies and thank to you to Danny as well. For, and thank for, you. For bringing that to our attention. If there's ever anything like that in the future uh, that we're just being idiots about, just, like let us know and we will change. We it assume we're we wrong. Can. We just assume it. It's <laughs> our default state. Is we're incorrect. Like, yeah, definitely right. We don't know what we're doing. But so, we're going to try and be better about that going forward. Yeah, exactly. So Warner Brothers have reportedly they're reportedly considering three options for Ezra Miller's <laughs> The Flash movie. <laughs> Okay, I just hope it's like they they have like like Jeff Johns is at a desk and there's like three envelopes marked one, <laughs> two, three, and he's just hovering over each of them. <laughs> now, I don't know if you've heard, Sean, but Ezra Miller has been doing some crazy things <laughs> recently. The, the stories keep coming about just various felonies 
that that they've committed over the last <laughs> month. Like I saw a thing and it was just like Ezra Miller is like just an NPC that pops up, causes havoc and leaves. <laughs> and basically like Grand Theft Auto five stars constantly. That's yes. just just the most amount of havoc at all times. Well, the Hollywood Reporter has indicated that the three paths hinge on whether the embattled actor seeks help for the issues behind the legal troubles they've faced in recent years and more likely recent weeks. <laughs> it is mainly the last few weeks that it's been an issue. So that's if Ezra's like, okay, I'm going to go to like rehab or therapy and stuff like that. Then they'll keep the flash keep the flash movie with ezra in it mm. is that the, um, that, that so that's the three like options the, are, the first option would see the actor try and secure some counseling and then give an interview in the future explaining their erratic behavior after, after that period miller could do some small press for the flash before it opens in theaters that's grim that's a <laughs> like i look i i hope they get the help that they need yeah. But also, I don't think you should try and promo this movie. It's going to be a fucking train wreck. Like I, I throw this in, like, this is like Kevin Spacey. Like, him trying to do that weird fucking PR role where he was, like, in weird videos talking to the camera. And everyone was like, oh, Kevin, no. <laughs> Read the room, brother. Anytime there's any kind of scandal or crimes that have been committed. <laughs> Specifically crimes. I wouldn't build your, like, the, like your last fucking hope of a franchise. I wouldn't build it all upon that very, very, like, tenuous link, you know? Now, look, the other two options aren't nearly as rosy, Sean, is what we will say. Because scenario two would see Warner Brothers Discovery still choose to release the film, but the star would do no press for The Flash. (laughs) I... I mean, look, from a, like... PR point of view, that's awful to not have like the the star of the film. Also be on the press awful tour. for the other actors in the movie because imagine oh, yeah. you're sitting in a room for ten hours as every single reporter comes in. Go, what was Ezra like on set? Did you see this coming? It's a bit weird. But would they even do that? Because like the way comic book movie interviews go is that they all ask the same nine banal questions and then there's one weird one about what superhero would you be if you couldn't be the Flash? Like, Choose which one's most likely to on the set. Which crime would you commit? <laughs> Everyone picks Ezra for all of them. <laughs> just Yeah, just the most chaos. But like from a... a a damage control perspective, I suppose you would just be not putting Ezra in the spotlight anymore. And maybe that's mm. what needs to happen. It's just like distance the flash from Ezra and then get Grant Gustin in to answer all the questions. The, about the, the issue, the issue I have with that plan is like, like I said, I think it does put the other people who are in this movie and have not committed any crimes. They've done nothing wrong. I assume um, <laughs> that they, they're just kind of doing their job. And they just got in, put into a movie with just a menace. And now yeah. I feel like they have to pay for the sins of the lead actor. That's true. But... Because there's so no you, uh, way they're counteracting it. Like, they're not, they're not putting, like, an NDA on it. Being like, you're not allowed talk. Unless they did. The, unless they got, like, mm. an injunction out that, like, it, it can't be mentioned in the press. What else do you talk about? <laughs> that would, 
How Flashpoint is a seminal story in DC Comics. It's like the house is on fire and you're like, ask me about the curtains. What's the curtains like? Like at the back of all this and on a much lower level, it's that, like, the whole DC universe, what is it at this point? No one can answer that question. So uh, aside from all the, the Ezra stuff going on, it's like, okay, well, who's Superman? Who's, is there, will there be a Batman? Does Batgirl matter? Now that it's been cancelled, did that have any connection to anything ever? <laughs> so option two would also mean that Ezra Miller would no longer move forward as a hero in as the Flash. What they're going to turn Ezra it, into a villain? <laughs> I think they're thinking of they bring in somebody else to play Recast. the role. Um, now, of course, we also have number three, the nuclear oh. option, Sean. Um, Pull the, plug. the nuclear option is very similar to the Batgirl option, is what it's ah. called. Um, it basically means that they will shelve the Flash, and the movie costs $200 million and is their biggest blockbuster they've done oh. for several years. It's the one they've basically been relying everything on, and there's a chance they could shelve it. I don't know if they will, but. Imagine. The Imagine fact that it's it even being date. considered is insane. Like, it's, they would lose so, like, they would lose everything. Yeah, I think you'd have to start from scratch. Like, yeah. let Shazam 2 and Black Adam happen and then just start again. But, like, you know? that's crazy. Like, I lose 20 euro and I am mad for a week shot. These people are going to spend 200 million dollars. <laughs> on this I'd be like I will just scrap it it's fine and who like I wonder whose fault it will be deemed to be because I mean no no it's definitely it would definitely be Ezra's right but like because someone in management or production at uh, Warner Brothers DC someone would have to make that decision and that will be all that they are known for in that company for the yeah. rest of the time that they work there. And it's just lit, the more story that comes out, obviously, the worse and worse it gets. Like, for, and we don't want to get into all the legal trouble that he's facing. We're more basically focusing on the studio, the movie aspect of it all, that the, the knock-on effect. Um, yeah, because look... We're, that's we, more we, a police issue that we're going to leave to that stuff. Yeah, we're not going to comment on ongoing crimes, no. basically. And, and so, like, look, the ongoing crimes can happen, right? Ezra can cause all sorts of hassle. What it relates to this mo- show is that Warner Brothers... They've been spending months. They've known this is happening for months. He's been on the run nonstop. Or sorry, David on the run nonstop for the whole summer, right? Yeah. So what happens is they're like, no, it's fine. Honestly, it's grand. No, we're still putting the movie no, out. Still, it's still good. It's still good. It's still nice. good. The Flash is still happening, okay? <laughs> we're very in, excited like, for The Flash. <laughs> I think it's going to be a flashpoint. We're going to reset everything. Michael Keaton's involved. <laughs> and like now they've got nothing. No, they've nothing to work with anymore. Like, I, 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 I legitimately, I have a, like, if one more bad thing happens with Ezra, I think this movie is dead. Like, I think it's actively going to be cancelled. I also don't think it's going to be very good anyway. But that's Apparently beside it has the, the highest audience score Means of any nothing. DC movie. Means, Means nothing. absolutely nothing. Batman vs Superman got a standing ovation when it got yeah. shown. I think it was so, like a 10 minute standing ovation. Like yeah, it was, it was like one like, of those bullshit stories. <laughs> yeah, but the, the only audience one that was ever correct is the, the first audience viewing for The Phantom Menace. 
George Lucas himself watched it and said, I think I may have gone too far. <laughs> no, first of all, he got all the people to leave yeah. the, behind the scenes. He's like, everyone who's not me and like the two other fucking producers, could you just leave the room? And they all left. He's like, I think I may have gone too far. <laughs> yeah, this is too much. But like audience, audi- audience reviews, like initial audience responses generally really don't mean anything. Like it, it, it's not a reflection of what the final film will be or how it will be received. Um, I also what, just what think you, what of these three options do you think they're choosing? I think the the plan at the minute is probably option two, which is yeah. Pre- movie comes out, Ezra does no press, yeah. and just throw everybody else to the wolves and hope for the best. Yeah, I'm really interested in seeing like the TV spots and the trailers because. <laughs> Like, it's largely going to be, like, Michael Keaton, I believe. Like, I think that's what they'll do. They'll throw Keaton front and centre. Like, Keaton, you have to carry these presses. Yeah. They're going to ask you so many questions. You just do give the, just like confuse them. Hand signals. Just maybe a few winks. Maybe I, I was Batman. Do you remember? Just remember a few the, a day. Get them Batman off your guys? trail. Do you, and remember I was in the film Morbius for a bit? Does the movie end with them doing a reshoot of like somebody else popping out of a, a portal as the Flash? Maybe Grant Gustin or somebody else. Grant Gustin. I've heard of like Dylan O'Brien being thrown around. He gets like, thrown around at literally every DC property. Anytime there's like a, just a an open cast for any male if, DC if it's character. Robin or Nightwing or The Flash or Green Lantern or anyone is like Dylan could do it. D- Dylan's Dylan, around. Should we get Dylan? <laughs> is Dylan? Is Dylan in the room? Is he? Yeah, he's in for Nightwing right now. Is he? Could, he? he could oh, do Lex Luthor. Be Lex what Luthor. if he did Lex Luthor and Nightwing and The Flash? Oh, kind of a Joker <laughs> style thing. Okay, Triple up. We have to. Oh, you have to pay him one paycheck. He's a great Mister Freeze, but uh, <laughs> no, like I, like I, I think they'd be mad to not bring Grant Gustin in because that man has been a respectable Flash the entire time. Never caused any hassle. Never caused any hassle Never did any. I mean, the show was fine. It's absolutely average. First season, really good. Should have stuck to like three seasons, then call it quits. But I mean... If the se- if it's successful, they're always going to do nine seasons. Nobody's Absolutely. ever said the nine season is really where it picked up. <laughs> but it's all connected to a whole bunch of other shows and shit like that. <laughs> yeah. It's too much to watch. But uh, it's and it's also the the issue is that every season is the Flash is the fastest man alive. Oh, oh no, this other guy. <laughs> Someone's faster than the Flash. <laughs> and there's the moment where he looks and like the other guy's quicker and he tries to punch him and he's like, oh shit, he's quicker than me. Better find love with my friends. I'll over come this that's um, the only so, way to do it sh- so we're going to move on to our next piece of news and this is a bit of news that really surprised me oh. Oscar Isaac has been talking about Star Wars and Poe Dameron Sean. is it about how much he hates the character <laughs> exactly my thoughts so I'm thinking this is the news who cares the yeah. only reason this is in the show is because he's come out in a positive light saying he'd be happy to return. He's open to returning to Star Wars if it's the right story, right director. Now, I know what you're thinking. I guess a get-out, right story, right director. I was thinking the same. But he literally ends the quote with, I'm so, so open to it, to coming back. Man, but how big would the paycheck have to be to do that? (sighs) Big. I'm thinking big. Because that whole, like, sequel trilogy is a mess. Like, the, the, we've talked about it to no end on this podcast. But 
it, it like he is probably one of the most fan favorite characters from that trilogy, and to see what Poe does after everything that went on, that could be kind of interesting. But also, I don't want Oscar Isaac to get burned by Star Wars again. <laughs> we just like Oscar. Just we too don't. Nice. You're too good for this, Oscar. I mean, they've burned you once. Just leave. But like. It, I, I mean, I guess as an actor, you like it's hard. Star to be like, Wars. No, I will never do any Star Wars property, especially ever. when you're like a main, like the main trio. Yeah, cast. You're like, you use the Han Solo. Oh, yeah, and like, and he was perfect in the role. And I mean, like Force Awakens, he absolutely kills it. He starts acting like an idiot in the second one. Um, yeah, the third one, he's just kind of there. It, yeah, he's just he's floating around by the end of things. He's a weird. Uh, he's a weird. Um, what's the word? We get smuggler in the third one for some yeah, he's reason. A spice smuggler, I think, is the, the thing that he did. <laughs> but like him and Finn for for like episodes eight and nine, him and Finn are just written the same. Like they're yeah, both it's the same character. Same character, just interchangeable. There's no distinction between the two, which waters down both characters at mm. the end of the day. Now, but, I, my question to you is right. You get Poe Dameron locked in. How much money does Boyega have to be offered? <laughs> oh, upwards. Of, like you're talking flash budget. Like the entire budget for the flash, 200 million. For like a day, per day. He for needs. one day shooting. And it's going to be like Harrison Ford rules where, no, he has to die. He has to be <laughs> permanently dead forever. Because he do, he has not come out in any positive light from those movies. I don't think uh, Daisy Ridley will come back. I just think the whole thing... Uh, her and Boyega were completely burned. Yeah. Maybe Oscar. I think Oscar Isaac got away with it slightly more. Um, just because. Think, go on. Yeah, kind of like immediately after uh, Star Wars, like he went on to do so many just big, massive projects of his own. So I think that he kind of separated himself really quickly. But I feel like because maybe like Daisy Ridley and John Boyega were very front and centre across all three of them. I think they're really associated with those Star yeah. Wars movies and it's kind of harder to break out of that now. Yeah, and look, he's got Moon Knight coming up to the second season of that. I mean, he's yeah. also in Sp- across the Spider-Verse. Um, I forgot I, that. Think I forgot he's in that. I could see, He's in everything, man. He was in Dune. Well, he's it was. Um, <laughs> and may yet be. Who knows? No, he's going to live forever. He's probably going to be in the second one. Uh, but I think for him... I think after doing Moon Knight with the MCU, I could see him coming back for a Disney Plus show just for Paul Dabbert in like t- five years. Just be like, ah, fuck it, six episodes. May- yeah, maybe he'll do a, a Kenobi kind of thing on it. If Cassie Andor's getting one, Paul Dabbert's getting one. Paul Dabbert should have got one already. Like between like episodes seven and eight, he should have had a little Why is he the best pilot ever? I want to know. Show, show me, me cool stuff. Show me how he becomes a pilot. Show like, me handsome Oscar Isaac doing stuff. But it's just going to be like worse Mandalorian, really. It's just Oscar yes. Isaac just going about his day. Like... Yeah, but I mean, don't have to be winners. Moon Knight Season 1 was grand. It was fine. You know, there was a lot of fights that we just cut away and then the fight was over. It was great. Did you see that? There was news this week, apparently, he was never on set whenever Moon Knight fought because it was just CGI. That's hilarious to me. 
I mean, get that paycheck. It's like, I think, I'm pretty sure Tony Stark was literally never on set. Other than, he would just come in for that day just in the green screen, just shoot the, the face thing where he's in the suit. That's yeah, any time, like, that Iron Man helmet is down. Like, that's not him. <laughs> like, Wait, they didn't dress him fully up? Well, the first one, it's gas, because you can watch, and, like, they had a proper practical suit. And for, like, the first half of filming, he would wear the whole thing. Then yeah. for, like, the middle three quarters, he just started wearing just the chest. <laughs> and then by the end of it, he just has a load of mocap dots on him. You'll do it, lads. You'll like, do it. I'm tired of this. Um, see, I just heard that news about Poe Dameron. I was like, give you false hope. Maybe Oscar's coming back to Star Wars, Sean. Who knows? As a, as a, Look, you're the biggest Star Wars fan on this podcast. I, that's true. So... I, I assume you're hype and will watch anything. I mean, I'm out. so hyped for more Star Wars, especially Poe Dameron and all that. I mean, look, look, it's Oscar Isaac, it's Poe Dameron, it's cool. It's probably the best character you could have done a spin-off of. Um, True. I mean, I would have said originally Boyega's character. I mean, you've got a Claude who's... Her, her, like, like defects from the stormtroopers. Defects. He's got this cool story. They watered him down so much. I don't think you could go anywhere with that. Nothing. No, like, like John Boyega's perspective, just in terms of writing wise. Yeah, but the fact that he's a like a defected stormtrooper that never comes up again. Never, like, and it's the coolest bit. He never has any conflict in that. Like ah, oh, 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 <laughs> um, we're moving on, Sean, to our next piece of news. And look. It's more DC, Warner Brothers. It's fine. Um, I'm ready. Think of the most open goal you could possibly have for Warner Brothers right now, DC especially. What is the o- most open goal they could possibly have? Like, uh, easiest decision. It, the Batman, is it? Exactly. Yeah. The Batman 2 has not yet been given the green light and is still likely years away. Why? Why not? This... <laughs> There's someone who's like being like, they want a Batman in the DCEU and they're having this dumb argument about whether people will be confused. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. Just give me a good Batman movie. The fact that like they did the Batman got rave reviews, right? Yeah. They will green light Shazam 2 in a fucking day, right? Yeah. The Batman 2 is still technically, in their own words, in development and has not been given the green light um, as the film could be few years away, like 2026, 2027. Which, Jesus. Which is crazy because surely the first one was so good. Matt Reeves, excellent. You have him there. He's still writing and directing number two. Lock him in. Have it. Okay, you're set for 2025. You're in. That's your... You have three years... Let's see what you can do. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, maybe they want more concrete, like, plot elements and things like that before they sign off on it. Because mm. maybe there is some plan for the DCEU side of things where, like, they're going to introduce certain villains and they don't want to double up on the villains in a bat- in another Batman movie. Like, maybe that, like, they just want more of a framework about what's what the plot and the premise would be. But I think Matt Reeves has earned the fact that you're just go okay. We'll just do two. I th- yeah, I think he should just have first refusal on that. Like <laughs> yeah, like they, uh, they to be fair, they did announce the Batman two in like Comic Con in April of this year, like straight after the first one released. Right. But then the but that was just like it's definitely coming out. But now we have all the shakeups at Warner Brothers and DC over the last few weeks, and now technically it's gone back to it's not greenlit yet. Don't get ahead of yourself. Yeah. Still in development. We're, we're, we're toying around with the idea we're, of doing a Batman 2. We're thinking about too. doing a Batman 2. Maybe we won't. Maybe we'll come up with a better idea. 
if we didn't get a Batman 2, would you be disappointed? Well, yeah, of course. I mean... But, but would, the, would the first movie stand on its own enough, do you think? Yes, I think it would. I think the first movie from start to finish is like a great evolution of character who he's just out for himself and then you had the shot at the end where he's like I'm saving people and like the little girl won't let go of his hand because he's now like a symbol of hope rather than fear and all this shit I think that's to be honest that's the perfect like story for a Batman if that was a comic book arc that'd be perfect yeah so if that's the one I've done I would actually I have no issue with that Um, obviously because I love that world and I love the character I want to see more but then again if the second one comes out with a shit does it ruin the first one that this is the thing this is this is always the fear this is what I felt when Paddington 2 was coming out you know <laughs> but look how wrong I was proved but they, there they Connor. picked it up they made it even better somehow even better now we're rolling the dice on Paddington 3 I'm not sure oh, about that myself I don't think you should if you hit two home runs leave it just leave call it, it a just, day just go home early clock out yeah what's also mad speaking of sequels is that uh, they also they've given the green light to Joker 2 in, instead oh, yes, of the we, Batman 2 yeah that, we have we actually have news on the Joker 2 I, I can get to that right now if you'd like yeah why um, not we're on DC so Joker 2 gets a $150 million budget and will feature complicated musical sequences with Lady Gaga. <laughs> I mean, we kind of knew the musical, the Lady Gaga, that had been rumoured for a little yeah. while. That's a big budget. That's like, $150 million? I mean, well, they're willing to throw away 200 for The Flash in I, a heartbeat. Well, well, they didn't think they were throwing it away. Mm. But, like, the first Joker was made on a budget of between 55 and $70 million. Yeah, that was made on a smaller budget because they didn't know if it was going to make a lot of money. Then it made a billion dollars. And so now they're like, 150 is easy money. But they don't understand that it doesn't scale like that. You, just because you put in double the budget at the start doesn't mean you're now going to make $2 billion for Joker. I, yeah, I don't. That's, you're going to make probably less for the second one. I would say maybe 900, 800. Yeah, probably. Like, there's very few sequels that will make more than the original, is the Mostly thing. because I think Joker 1 had also that added element of, it's so dangerous, you don't want to see this, this will send you fucking insane. So then people are buying more because they're like, I want to see it, there's a lot of hype. I don't think they could do that again for the second one, because if they go, nobody wants to get this released, it's too dangerous. And everyone's kind of like, but you said that the first time... And it was, yeah. it was fine. Like, it was just a movie. <laughs> just a regular film where you understood the characters. You yeah. might not agree with it, but you understood the characters' motivations and goals in that film. Mm. But in the second one, we already know what that character is about. So the marketing for this is just going to be, oh, it's more of the first one, which isn't going to sell as many tickets, I don't think. Because you won't get the people who didn't who saw the first one and didn't like it they will not come back and watch the second one. Apart from you. An an interesting thought of all this is Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn is interesting because I think Margot Robbie is pretty universally loved in that role. True. Um, So I'm trying to... I'm not even thinking in terms of what people will think of her in the role. I'm like, I think Lady Gaga is a great actress. I'm sure she'll be pretty good at it. I'm just thinking in terms of, like, will that drive more people to be like... I'm going to go see this movie because Lady Gaga is Harley Quinn. I want to see what they bring. Or is it more like, wait, that's the that's the Harley Quinn that I like. That's the other one is what the one I like. Yeah, I think you need to be able like there. 
I think people will be able to separate it for the most part because I imagine there'll be vastly different tones between the two Harley Quinns. Do you think they'll dress her as comic book Harley Quinn? Like with the, the full black and red. The, the like full Harley Quinn. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe that would kind of fit more with the Joker world than it would with like the Suicide Squad or anything mm. like that. Um, but the the musical thing gets me as well because it's probably set mostly in Arkham. So I imagine it's just someone's hallucinating all of yeah, these musical Yeah, I, I assume it's all set in Arkham. Well, and so what'll happen is most of it is her maybe singing and dancing. Maybe you have the psychiatric evaluations. You have, we went over a few weeks ago, but you have the whole mad love storyline mm-hmm. from the animated series and the comic books that they wrote about it. Um, if you haven't read Mad Love or seen the episode, I would recommend going to see it. It's it's basically probably the plot of the Joker too, because I think Lady Gaga will enter in just as like psychiatrist Har- Harley Quinn. Yeah, can I make an observation? Yes. So the first Joker, pretty much Taxi Driver, right? Yeah. In terms of of movies. But this one's setting in an asylum, so what if it's like Ooh. a One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest kind of Joker musical movie? What's the one with Leonardo DiCaprio? Shutter Island? Sh- Shutter Island! The other Scorsese <laughs> film! It's gonna be Shutter Island! Fucking Todd, Todd Phillips has no shame. No. That man will copy and paste. Which one? I think Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest is pretty good, but he loves Scorsese. That's it. It could do elements of both, you know. It could do elements of both. He, see, he did Taxi Driver and... Um, King the, of Comedy. The King of Comedy the last time. So what two is he going to copy this time? I think... I, oh, see, I like Shutter Island as a... as a. It's all going to be in his head at the end. It's going to be a Shutter Island slash Grease situation. <laughs> That's where the musical comes in. <laughs> yes! Perfect! I mean, then you have... A, is he going to sing? I'm assuming he will. He'll be like... Because he's an entertainer, Sean. Yeah, he's a performer. He's a performer. Uh, and you have Lady Gaga there, who's quite good at the old singing, I think. She could actually... Yeah, she could nail... I don't know what Yakin Phoenix's pipes are like. <laughs> I, think he's, I think he's sang before. He was Johnny Cash, wasn't he? In of course. Walk the Line. Or was that River Phoenix? No, that was... No, y- Yakin was what? it. Yeah, Yakin was Johnny Cash. Yeah. But uh, Yakin Phoenix... I just want to see, because I... He, he was definitely no, he Johnny was, Cash. Like Reese Witherspoon. That was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, him. Yeah. So yeah, Joaquin. So yeah, he could do the. I'd love to see like Joker do like like a false in prison style set, and it's like an open mic night in Arkham Asylum. I think that'd be fucking hilarious. <laughs> um, look, so look, the Joker two hundred and fifty million dollar budget, half musical, half not. It's a strange old mix. Let's see what happens. I'd be interested to know how they're going to pull this off. What's cool about this is nobody knows anything until the trailer comes out, really. Yeah, that and the Barbie movie have this in common, basically, is that no one has a clue what's actually going to happen with this. I think I'm more excited, not excited, but more curious about this one than I was for the first Joker movie. Yeah, the first one was easy. The first one we all kind of knew. It's yeah, it's the it's uh, the killing joke basically that they mm. were doing, but the but this one is just like it's off the wall a little bit, so it's it's all up in the air. Um, we're moving on, Sean, to our next piece of news, and this is one of the strangest ones I've had for quite a while. Um, I think this might be the strangest news story of the year in regards to what they're planning in a movie because right, Tom okay. Cruise and Christ- Christopher McQuarrie are back together again, right? Okay. Now, the duo, obviously, 
they're kind of working non-stop. Um, they've done all of... I think Macquarie directed Jack Reacher and the last five Mission Impossibles, or the last four of them. Um, the last... I can't... The, oh? I, was, I was trying to think the last... I think it's the last four, but I'm not sure. Yeah, and so, like, the two of them work very well together. Everything's going great. But we now have... Tom Cruise has... A bit of a report from Deadline has reported that he would like to make a movie based off his character, Les Grossman, from Tropic Thunder. Oh! <laughs> That's very strange. If anyone doesn't remember that character, Sean, would you be able to describe what Les Grossman is? He's just like a caricature of a Hollywood producer from like the early 2000s. But it's yeah. Tom Cruise wearing a so many suit? pounds of fat, like a fat suit and FX makeup, yeah. just behaving like a like like yeah, like a caricature of like a Harvey Weinstein type person. And if anyone has seen Tropic Thunder, so it's a movie, um, obviously an excellent film. But uh, if you haven't seen it, it's a it's a movie where all these actors show up. They think they're in a movie, but they're actually in a real life war. So they're just like constantly think they're just on set. And yeah. things are just blowing up as part of the movie. They're just reacting, but it's actually real life. Um, and he's he's running the movie. I think isn't he like the producer behind the film? Yeah, and he is the one who's like when it's when it's discovered that they're in like an active war zone. He's the one that's like, no, keep filming. Like that's but at the same time, thing. he's really one note of just he's Tom Cruise in a fat suit saying batshit stuff, just being crazy. So. Who looks at Tom Cruise's filmography and then is like, "That's the one. That's the spinoff we need." Really nailed down here. This this is the spinoff that's going to make us a billion dollars again. Maybe he just wants to like play around in a fat suit for a change. It's going to be like the Better Call Saul of Les Grossman, where you see him become this character. I don't know, but why not? You know, (laughs) does anyone even not does anyone even remember? But Tropic Thunder was two thousand eight, right? Yeah, that's fourteen years ago. It is, but it's one of the, it's also one of those films that just exists and like it doesn't need or have anything else around it. Like it's true. Just a, it's like that and like Step Brothers and shit like that, where it's just it it it's like a really it's it's a niche comedy with a very broad appeal, but then that's it. It's a one and done, and the, unless you do like a Dumber Dumber two. Which will tank, or which a Zoolander will not do two, very well. Which will tank. Yes. So the Les Grossman <laughs> solo experience. I don't have a lot of faith in how, how well it'll do. Okay, so Zoolander two tanked. Double yeah. Dumber two tanked. Yeah. What level of tank are we thinking for a Les Grossman spin-off movie? I'm thinking Son of the Mask is what I'm thinking of. You remember Son of that the Mask? Is, that is. That is a level. That is a level nobody's reached since Son of, a Ma- Son of the Mask. It's been a while. It's been a, a really Jim long Carrey time. Jim isn't even in that movie. No, he's not. Like, it's, it's just, just it's a, a weird different season. dude. It's also the dog has the mask on for most of it. Like, <laughs> I remember is it watching Seth that. Green? Is it Seth Green no, not, in Son of the Mask? Not, I, is it Seth Green? No. Uh, I, who's, the fad, who's the father in that? Uh, Ryan Falconer. Okay, and he's like, I'm now the ki- the mask. But then he, his kid finds the mask, and then his kid has the mask. And he's having trouble taking care of 
you know, of of a baby because he's he's yeah. not able to do it. No, he's, he's a man, Chad. It's two thousand and four. It's a different time. <laughs> Men were incapable of looking after children at the time. <laughs> Uh, and so, I mean, sorry, it's Johnny Jamie Kennedy the plot. Is his name. Yeah, sorry, I'm going through this again. It's a, it's a <laughs> lot going on. Uh, Alan Cumming is in this. Jesus. Le- Les, Les Grossman's getting a sequel that I can only assume will be the same level of a, The Son of the Mask. Um, but but, but you know, Tom cast? Cruise. Tom Cruise is so crazy. He could pull this off. I was fully confident that Top Gun Maverick would make no money. And then it was like True. the biggest movie of the summer. So Made $1.4 billion. So if you put even $400 million of that into the Les Grossman movie, yeah. he'll, he'll knock it out of the park, I think. And he's going to space for a different movie, like literally going to space that Macquarie's a producer of. This man will do anything. Send him up to space in the fat suit is all I'm asking. That, yeah, and just have him like orbit Earth for a little double while. Double film. You just need to film once and then you can double up for each movie. Just shoot a load of footage of Tom Cruise in various situations and chop a movie together over. <laughs> um, so, John, we're moving on to our next bit of news. Um, and this news story was literally put in just for you, because I oh. thought it would cheer you up after all oh, the negativity we've had. Okay. And that is National Treasure, oh. Edge of History series, will be a continuation of the movie. Beautiful. Beautiful news. So for people that don't know, I fucking love the National Treasure movies. For some reason. Uh, for some reason. I don't know why I think about the, like, I think about them about twice a month. But <laughs> almost too many. It's almost too many times. But, and then there's this series coming out on Disney Plus with like a younger cast, but with some of the original cast returning. And you know the, the original cast name? What's, his, what's the guy's oh, name? Oh, just, Justin Bartha. <laughs> he plays Riley in Riley. National Treasure. Everyone's favourite, Riley. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... We'd, we did a review of National Treasure 1 on our Patreon, and it was as terrible as you remember it. It's, I had um, fun with it. It's a ridiculous movie. Um, number two, I, I, if I remember correctly, I went to the cinema to see it. It's even Me worse. Um, but no, you just Mount have Rushmore a is a big vault in that movie, Connor. <laughs> and this is the second one, the one with the rock that has the eagle on it. yeah. That's, that's that, yeah. Then he puts his hand in the eagle and he screams because it's a funny joke. And he pulls the <laughs> lever and it's all fine. And then half a Mount Rushmore falls down. That's uh, good. It's good yeah, stuff. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Sounds Ed like Harris you're an LSD, there. by the way, describing this plot. But National Treasure Edge of History. So after many years, we had obviously the greatness of National Treasure 2. We all remember. We all love it. We're all right there with you, Sean. Thanks very um, much, And Con. then it got announced that the Disney Plus series was coming out. And everybody, including all of us, and right we're there with you, Sean, all of us were very excited. Couldn't um, wait. But the fear was that it would be a full reboot of the If series. it's just a full reboot, what's the point? I what's mean, the point? How, that how do I care? It. Yeah, like my emotional damage from 1 and 2 from 2007 still holds within me. And I just, I need the continuation of where these characters are, where they're going to, Sean. Um, I've been thinking about it non-stop every day since and 2007. So... The the big question then is, will there be a Nick Cage cameo in this series? That is the answer we actually don't know. Um, we don't know if there will be, but there has to be, surely? Surely, unless like they kill him off in it. Or, or he died, that's what starts it. 
he died off screen. He left one mm. final clue, mm. and then it's clues upon clues upon clues. And Diane Kruger is there as well. Why not? And she's delighted he's dead because he's a dickhead to her in those movies. No, they got back together at the end. I think. Yeah, but he's awful. <laughs> he's always oh, a terrible person to be around. <laughs> Do you want me to read their quote? So, yeah. the treasure that we follow on uncovering all of the mysteries that we have on the show, each episode kind of leads into the next. You know, that's basically every series describing <laughs> shows. Um, I think parts of the treasure followed in the series were mentioned in the second movie. I don't know if I can say that, but the Pan-American treasure was introduced then, so it's a continuation of the original movies, only 20 years later. Okay. So, so wait, is there going to be clues in the two movies already made that will help solve things in this series can I just really quickly you don't have to solve anything it's, no, it's going to be solved for you Sean no 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 no. I have to figure it out I have to in figure my, it out what crossed my mind was you with red string and a big wall and I was like no they're probably going to figure it out in the film or in the show in the show but I have to wait week on week for that Connor That's what true. if I can draw my conclusions beforehand just wild exaggerated conclusions that will hopefully fit it all together I'm saying there's going to be hints in one and two that could lead into this series and you becoming the smartest man in the world by solving them. Well, see, the thing is, is that at the end of National Treasure 2 Book of Secrets, he meets a president, the president that he kidnapped earlier. A president. He, he, meets, <laughs> he meets him in an airport hangar and they were talking about the Book of Secrets and the president is like, did you get to look at page fucking, I think it's 47? And <laughs> Nick Cage says, I did. And it could be the most important discovery in human history. Yeah. And then the film ends. And then there was nothing else said about that. Well, how do, you, how do you peak after that? I mean, like, you've set up the greatest cliffhanger of all time. But maybe, t- like, it, it could only be told in an episodic format. And Disney Plus hadn't been invented yet. Well, I'm excited for the people to see how much we have really expanded the world, said one of the co-stars, Lyndon Smith, um, saying, because if you like the first two movies, Sean, oh. we are essentially giving you ten mini-movies. Jesus. Oh, those are those are big promises to someone like me. <laughs> you know, only you. <laughs> I will watch this show, man. If, they, if, if, if I have to do like a survey and it's like, why did you get Disney Plus? I'm yeah. saying it's for National Treasure. I'm <laughs> not even for Obi Wan Kenobi, not no. for any of the Marvel, the MCU shows. Get out of here! Get just, out of here! Just straight up national treasure. Just give me my weird pseudo American crypto history. I love it. <laughs> We're moving on to our next piece of news, Sean, and it involves. I'm. This is one of those stories where they're doing a movie that I know you're going to really like the idea. So I bring it to you on a weekly basis, knowing that you're going to love it, and I want to get your honest opinion. Okay, listeners, I want to make a claim that I won't like this film, uh, mm. and it's going to be some kind of live-action remake. Pac-Man is getting a live-action movie adaption. <laughs> I was close. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Not a remake. A live movie adaption. Yeah. What? Why? Like, what's the what's the plot? It's the most, bo- like, basic shitty game ever. Well, look, Sean, Sonic the Hedgehog made big bucks at the Sonic's box office, Sonic's a character, right? and the Pac-Man's Super Mario Brothers film—it's coming out this winter, and it's locked in as well. So you've Again, got these- that—that's a character with a backstory mm. yeah. and like emotions, mm. whereas Pac-Man is a, a yellow shape circle with a bit cut out. 
Now, it is noted that the film will also be live action, so not even an animated Pac-Man movie, which would probably make it easier to make. But nothing has been revealed about the plot. Uh, the story is said to be based on an original pitch by by Williams, who is one of the directors. Okay, but why, like, who spends their time thinking of a plot for the Pac-Man movie? <laughs> Think of a different plot for a different movie. Think of literally, and even any other game. Think of a a, a third Sonic the Hedgehog movie, or the second Mario's Brothers movie. Just why are you thinking of a Pac-Man movie? Is it going to be CGI Pac-Man fleeing from ghosts in the real world? Or a real-life Pac-Man fleeing from ghosts in the real world? I, like, it's got to be, I think it's going to be... I think it's going to be, like, some kind of... Because what's Pac-Man about? Okay, so Pac-Man runs away from ghosts and he eats colour... Colourly point stuff. Balls. Okay. Okay. Here's the plan. Oh, here we go. Pac-Man... Okay, is, I'm with you we're in the office we're yeah. in the conference room I work obviously for other studios please continue what I want you to do I want you to throw out everything you know about Pac-Man other than some colours that's uh, literally all I know so I'm throwing fair that enough. <laughs> so Pac-Man is a man a human man He's, yeah. he has like he works as he works down in like mines in a futuristic <laughs> society he wears all yellow uh, that's, his, that's his uniform right Right, right, right. You with me? You with me I'm so with far? You. I'm with you. He's digging through, like eating the little pellets. That's what that's represented. He's about. eating the pellets as he digs them. No, he's digging them and he's fucking them into a bag or something. Like he's looking for little gems to power the city. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But then down there, turns out there's a load of ghosts of old dead ex-miners uh, that used to be Fuck. sent down. And Who tried to eat the pellets? They took, maybe, maybe they you're died. really fi- you're fixed on eating the pellets. I just, like, it's just, I really want to narrow down how edible are the pellets. They're, I suppose, non-edible. Uh, if I that's had to me, pick. I'm out. I'm kindly out. Right, um, <laughs> right, okay. Like, one. We'll finish your pitch anyway, please. Dad, no, the, the the point is, is that he gets down. And it's like an old, like ancient hanger at the bottom, and he beats the ghost, and then there's a big ship, and it's a big sphere, and he looks like the Pac-Man from the game. That's what. <laughs> that's what happens. All right, all right. I mean, how else do you do? If Pac-Man is a human in yeah. the live-action movie, what is he doing? Is he a cannibal? Does he go around eating people? Does he run away from ghosts until he eats something specific and then he tries to eat the ghosts? Like, maybe? Maybe. Uh, like, there is. could you do a, a, a Ms. Pac-Man thing, you know? That, oh, like, there has to be a love story within it, Sean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and she, I, like, I think it's easier to, it's somehow easier to do the Pac-Man movie if everyone's a human. Because you just have vague references to the game Pac-Man and then just write a regular story. I think that you do it like um, the movie It Follows, but like everybody's trying to eat Pac-Man and this guy is just trying to live his life and he's running away. It's a horror movie. I I, I think he's constantly trying to avoid death. I think horror movie is the way to go for the Pac-Man movie. Just because ghosts, you know, you got weird blue mazes that people can run around in. Can I guess what they will actually do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what they're actually going to do is it'll just be a, a kid. He's going to be phew, maybe 18. He loves TikTok. Into the game. Right? 
Um, right. And he he tur- he turns up right, and there's a game right, and when he presses the button, oh Sean, you're not going to believe this. He gets he get well he stops being in our world, and, oh. and he I'm not going to say the word sucked into the game, but he's within the game, and it's true suckage. This is Tron Legacy, I believe. I'm thinking of Tron Legacy or the new uh, Space Jam movie, <laughs> or, or Jumanji. Or Adam Sandler's Pixels. <laughs> or any of those movies, yes. You get dragged into the game and then you got to win the game to save your life. I mean, no, I don't want that. I think that'll be shit. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's going to be shit anyway. But could, like, uh, why did they do this, though? Why did they put money into... You're right, this did make me angry. They put money into just, like, the value of a, a perceived value of a brand that everyone knows, but no one wants to watch Pac-Man. Is there anyone things. like dying for a new Pac-Man game? Have you ever heard someone go, "Geez, I can't wait for that sequel to Pac-Man"? I literally think if you've played one, you've played them all because it's all the same premise. Uh, yes. Aside from that weird one on the PlayStation Two, where it was like a three D platformer and Pac-Man had legs. Maybe that's the Pac-Man. That's what they're the doing film. in the movie. But it's live action, so it's just going to be shit Sonic the Hedgehog. Do you know what I want to see? Instead of a Pac-Man movie, if you're going to do a 2D platform game from the 90s or the 80s, I'm thinking Sega, Sega Genesis, okay. Bomberman. I'm thinking a Dude, Bomberman movie would be perfect. That would kill. That would do so, so good. <laughs> even, even, you want to stick with art, like old school arcade games, fine, do Space Invaders. <laughs> And just, just remake Independence Day. That, that was the new Independence Day. <laughs> no, but this one has a little thing at the bottom that goes across and shoots. Oh, pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah, these are all terrible ideas. Please keep making them, guys. I think it's going to be really, it's going to really work out. I really think yeah. it will. Um, Sean, we're going to have to finish off. I have two stories from Warner Brothers. I need you to power Jesus through. Christ, with me, okay. okay? Yeah. Uh, Still really warm in Ireland, by the way. I just want to point it's that gotta out. It's got to be the last week of Warner Brothers. Surely oh, there's going to be a week where they calm down. Connor, um, I think like it's going to be week 200 soon. I think we've talked about Warner Brothers every single week. <laughs> um, so, because I have a follow-up from the Batgirl news story, and this headline just really made me laugh. Because Warner Brothers, obviously, Sean, they've... they've looked at Leslie Grace and they've said we know you filmed that movie but we're no longer releasing it Saz um, is what they said and so now the headline I have here is Warner Brothers hopes to mend fences with Leslie Grace wants her to return as Batgirl in a different property (laughs) why why would you do this to her we like, promise. Like, I swear, Leslie, we're not going to cancel it this time. Warner Brothers is just a shit boyfriend. They're gaslighting keeps, the shit out of her. <laughs> just, But, like, what was objectively wrong with the movie to cancel it? Because it clearly wasn't her. I'd wager it wasn't Michael Keaton. like Or Brendan s- Fraser. Or Brendan Fraser. So where's the weak link there that they determined, oh, no, this this element is working so badly that we have to scrap the whole thing. Why so would she been, go back? If you've been asleep for the last week or so, and just to catch everyone up, Batgirl, the movie, Water Brothers decided they wanted to do it a few years ago. They hired yeah. Leslie Grace. They hired Brenda Fraser. They got in Michael Keaton as the old Batman to come in as like, pass the torch. J.K. Simmons was in it as her dad. It's yeah. all fucking perfect. Locked in. They filmed the whole movie. Edited it. Basically 80% of the movie spent nearly $100 million putting it all together 
and then decided last week they were cancelling the movie, even though it was basically done. And now they're saying that, oh, but we really like Leslie Grace and Batgirl. So so so. it's like they fired her and said, we don't want you. But I mean, no, actually, it's like a boyfriend. I just said, like, they broke up and he's like, yeah, but we could still be friends with benefits. Like, I know we were going to get married. Like, I know we were husband and wife. I know. Yeah, I know we were planning the wedding. Like, (laughs) we're planning the wedding. But what if we just seen each other on nights out? (laughs) Like, what if we went, like, dancing together every fucking few weeks? Maybe, you know, no hard feelings. Yeah, cool. All right. Like, like, and it's like, it's like if you, like, you were in work and you did your work for the day and your boss just, like, crumpled it up in front of you, threw it in the bin and said, (laughs) see you Monday. Like... (laughs) You're shit. You don't know. He's like, you're fired. You want to come freelance? Just, just yeah. next week. Like it's like yeah. Like let me tell you the benefits of a zero hour contract. Kind of <laughs> you know all those securities f- you have. We're going to get rid of them. But you come in next week anyway, just for the, the crack. Fucking stones on Warner Brothers to actually <laughs> say that. Like, they are seeking they, to mend fences, Sean. But did they say that to her, or did they say that in public? And have oh, they, they said that in public. Her? They right. said they said that in public. I, we don't know if they've contacted her directly, but they've said it in public, which is why we know they're like let they're letting feelers get out, Sean. Like we wanna we wanna say sorry. Just maybe give us a ring. Maybe just, just, if just maybe, a little I, maybe bit that's it. She's not answering the calls, and they're they're like we have to save face somehow because it's we're tanking at the minute. <laughs> If you're Leslie Grace, do you come back for a cameo in a different uh, movie? No, I go to Marvel. I like I go and I be like Storm in Marvel, maybe. Yes, like, something fucking cool, something class, and she'll kill it. Like I'm Jean like, Grey, oh, or I'm Storm, or I'm yeah. someone in the new X Men team. They're like, you can't fucking stop me. I'm unreal. That would be I like I think that would be great. Like, and it would just be a real middle finger to DC. Because why would you want to go back? Like. How much more secure can you be as the lead actress Batgirl in a movie that costs nearly a hundred million dollars? There, yeah. I mean, there's precarious situations, and then there's a situation like that where you're like, "Well, look, I'm on a Batgirl movie, and it's already been filmed. They can't cancel it now, surely." I hope she got paid something just for the time that she spent on it. Yeah, but she got paid in exposure. That's no, that doesn't count, what? Connor. I Is keep that, telling that, you that, that doesn't count. count. The, I would. I would love if all of the XDC stars went over to Marvel, even just for a bit. Just you're, like, t- you're thinking like it's a rival sports team. Like the the manager pissed them off, so go join the other team. Maybe, maybe that's it. But I also just think like I don't know, like get Henry Cavill in, get Ben Affleck in, like get uh, maybe not Ezra. Maybe don't get Ezra in. Let's don't <laughs> maybe don't touch Ezra. Maybe leave Ezra alone for the time being. Grant Gustin, though, bring him Grant, in. <laughs> bring Grant in. Bring Stephen Mellon. That would be hilarious. That would be so good. <laughs> um, Brandon Rouse, bring him back. <laughs> Brandon could do a job. He could still do a job. Um, we're finishing off uh, with our Warner Bros. news. As last week, we confirmed that... And I think we were very, like, just shitting on DC last week. Um, oh, yeah. I don't know why, Sean. They hadn't done anything wrong. They, they hadn't really treated anyone badly. No, so they hadn't given us any cause to treat them. They hadn't like given us any cause. So, I mean, what came out last week was that they were doing a 10-year plan for the yes. 15th time. This time, we promise 
we're going to stick to the 10 years. Every year they do a 10-year plan. And it, yeah. Every year it gets sadder and sadder. Eventually they will get to the three-year span of a 10-year plan and then they'll be locked in. for. Then they'll have to keep up with it then and that's it. You've already True. done three. So what's the... up? Do we have an update on the 10-year well, plan? Well, for the 10-year plan, Sean, they need a leader. They need a... And you're going to love this phrase that we've heard 15 times already. A Kevin Feige type. I love... How that man is a fucking, like, adjective now. Like he, we that- need a Kevin Feige, and we all know what that means. But DC have said that line in press releases since 2012. Like, yeah. non-stop, we need a Kevin Feige. And every time they're like, that, that's, that's the guy, that's, or that's, that's the girl. This, that's this what is we're going to do. Yeah. And then they change nothing. Like, and they then the person that comes in that. is like, guys, maybe we should do this. And they're like, shut the fuck up, right? We're going to get rid of you. We're going to yeah. get a new person in. They're going to be even better as a Kevin Feige type. Do they think that they, like Marvel have Kevin Feige just to like give PowerPoint presentations every couple of years? I think they don't understand what Kevin Feige does. <laughs> they don't understand the role of a producer. Because <laughs> I think Marvel, I think in DC's world, they get someone in and then they tell them what to do. And then the yeah. person just does it. Whereas, in my opinion, now this could be completely wrong, but from the outside looking in, to us it kind of looks like Kevin Feige tells Disney, this is what, what we're going to go with for Marvel. And I think it's going to work. And Disney are like, we trust you, Kevin. We, yeah. we, we know you got this down. I think it's more, yeah, I, like I imagine there's more discussion than that. But I, I think that's largely it, that he will map it out and then basically sell it to the company that he's already mm. working for just being like no this is why we'll do this and why it'll happen this way and etc etc well Warbrows may have found their new Kevin Feige type Sean is it Snyder is it Snyder it's not Snyder Snyder was locked in for a little bit um, then Jeff Johns as we talked about last week was their Kevin Feige for a little bit um, but what now they have is Arrow versus Greg Berlanti is being considered for DC's Kevin Feige role. I mean, look, able to balance many different properties operating in the same universe. Yeah, Greg Berlanti, by the way, created Arrow. Uh, well, not created, obviously, the character of Green Arrow, but he is the showrunner for Arrow and The Flash and Legends of Tomorrow and all that show, all those shows on the CW. Yeah, so that that's good. That's like a proven track record. I'd argue the shows aren't very good, but that be, might more be a limit of the CW. Uh, I, th- I think that's more of a budget and like scope level rather than him himself. Yeah, and they're like, all those fucking seasons are like twenty four episodes or something as well. Yeah, like, that's mad. Ridiculous. That's crazy stuff. It's insane. Um, so like, I think that we're just like uh, like solid movies. Might be a good show. So they have now said that obviously they ended up cancelling Batwoman as well, but like you had also Batwoman in there. Um, they're also apparently doing like Superman and Lois. He's involved in that. Uh, Gotham Knights, Supergirl, the, all that stuff. Everything. He's he's basically involved in all that. So now they're looking at him as the new guy that they're going to bring in for their 10-year plan. So my question to you, Sean, I think Greg Berlanti, I think he could be very good in the role. I think... Yeah. He's he did probably, do Titans. He, don't hold that against him, okay? But <laughs> he he could do very good in the role. But in that sentence I just said is, he could do very well. Because what we also have to counteract is, a year from now, they are fully going to be against whoever goes into that role once they don't make a billion dollars with their first movie. 
Yeah, with the like framework that has already been set up by someone other than them is yeah. the thing. Because so, yeah. Greg Berlanti will go in, he'll go, okay, I want to do this, 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 and this. They'll go, well, f- we're fully behind you, Greg. First movie comes out, doesn't do amazing. Greg, I think we need to see other people. I, th- I think we need another person to come in and make a different plan. The, like, there's just no patience. Like, They don't understand the long game of, you know, make one, it doesn't have to make a billion dollars out of the gate, and then make another good one and keep building on that until mm. you know everything finishes up but I, like i look i'm not a showrunner or anything like that i'm not i don't work in a movie studio but i would say and we've said this on the podcast a lot of times make one good one and then then go from there then start making plans for the rest the the thing for me in this is i actually think now let's all just kind of pretend i didn't say this but this is actually a good idea um, from DC because they, I'm not thinking of like in terms of general I'm thinking them in the room they're looking at the options that they have who they have available for to be this new leader that they have decided they've got one guy who runs a whole bunch of shows and rather successfully like they all have like at least fucking seven or eight seasons like they yeah. haven't got cancelled they've kept going I mean Batwoman got cancelled but like Legends of Tomorrow is still fucking going that show has no right to exist like he's also a no writer way. he's a writer for you like the Netflix show that yeah. everyone fucking loves uh, and he's written yeah like I just said written all, basically all the CW shows so, so like he's kind of their best choice Jeff Johns, when he got in, he was kind of their best choice because he was very involved in the comic book world. They didn't want that, though. Like, no. They, they wanted him to come in because he was, like, a good face for the company and all the comic book fans were going to be like, yeah, we, he understands us. But they were never going to listen to him. Um, whereas Greg Berlanti has that kind of mixture where he's kind of proven he can do it on a screen. He can do it multiple shows. Can he create a universe here as well? Don't yeah, know. but I feel like it's it's too much to ask him to save what already exists. Oh, it's broken. It's the, the whole yeah. system's fucked. You're gonna have to start again. Yeah, just start from scratch, build it up, and just let it be like Greg's version of that. Like, but they they won't. Sean, they won't. But it's, like, yeah. it's it's the gambler's fallacy. It's the sunk cost of like, no, we've already poured billions yeah. into what we have. We can't just throw all that away. I I and think like, Greg. Yeah, I think Greg gets three years. And then they get rid of him. I think he gets two. Like I, I think two, maybe yeah. I know. I think he gets one where he's like a big voice. Then the second year they kind of draw him out because they're like, oh yeah, yeah, Greg, cool. And they just stop CCing him in on emails and it's like coming up with shit. <laughs> they themselves. just like phase him out slowly. <laughs> yeah, that's normally what happens. Um, so yeah, Greg Berlanti from Arrowverse and all this uh, Flashverse could be coming in, could be saving DC. We don't know, Sean. Maybe he's going to be the new saviour. Maybe this is when it all turns around again. Maybe one day Marvel will be saying, God, we need to get our own Greg we Berlanti a, type. We need a Berlanti type. To be fair, they probably are for their TV shows. We need a Berlanti Actually, type yeah, for our Marvel. That's a fair, a, 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 like I think because I think Kevin Feige might be spread a little bit thin with everything going on. Actually, if I was Marvel, I would have gotten Berlanti in to do the the MCU Disney Plus shows. Actually, yeah, that would be fairly. <laughs> it's not too late. He doesn't technically he doesn't work technically for work. Yet, that would so. be the biggest fuck you if they were like, yeah, we're gonna have him. Well, whatever yeah. they're offered, we'll give you a double. 
Yeah, and you, like you don't even have to do anything. Kevin will do everything. It's <laughs> Kevin will do most of it. You just literally have to go. Yeah, that's a good idea. And if Kevin's missing a day, he might go on holiday. You fill in, lad. You're the big yeah. dude. You just be like, no, this character is actually dead. And Kevin will be like, grand, thanks for that. And then back to your office, Greg. <laughs> um, so I think that's it for this week's Movie Mondays, Sean. What a week of Movie Mondays. Connor, would you like me to take us out? Yes, please. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Movie Mondays. We'll be back on Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday, Friday with Hero or Zero, and next Monday with another episode of Movie Mondays. Big thank you goes out to everyone over on the Patreon that supports the show. Patreon.com forward slash Heroes for Hire podcast. Link to that in the description if you want to contribute. And special shout outs, of course, go to Roisin the Wife Palmer, Joe Burney, Ryan Technically Fine Evanson. Watch the Yes and 24 hour D&D charity live stream starting 12pm, 27th of August, New Zealand Standard Time. Waffles will be DMing. David Clark, Sean Chuckle in the Wash and It'll Be Grand Jameson, Dominic, Anna Helmroos, Lil Dicky going on record that Titania does not represent the entirety of Colorado McGrew. Uh, look, what was the word that we had for Titania? Buxom. Buxom. Buxom was... A, listen <laughs> a to Hero or Zero. This is a buxom dame that we talked about last Friday. Uh, thanks <laughs> no also. context, that's terrible. It's awful. Please don't clip that. My presidential campaign will be ruined. Uh, <laughs> thanks also to Danny McLaughlin, the fabulous frogman, Sam, Michelle Brown, Michaela Doughty, Sackman41 and Buster. Thank you all for the support. You're absolutely amazing. There's other ways to support the show. They're all linked below. There's the merch store, heroesforhire.ie forward slash shop. Twitter's at heroesforhirepod. The four is the number four. Facebook is Detective Devilman's Discussion Group. Instagram is Heroes for Hire Podcast. And the best way to ever help out the show is to tell one human being that we exist. Just the one, please. I think that's about it, Connor. I think so. So I've been Connor Long. I've been Sean Lee. And we'll see you all next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.